Light and Fast Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by the Lockdown Defense Network. It's our weekly show that is dedicated to giving our fan base our educated opinions on the best fantasy football strategy in standard leagues, PPR, and dynasty leagues. We are not guaranteeing you will win anything by our advice. But if you do, we want our cut. Enjoy the show. my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders welcome to the lightning fast fantasy podcast i'm your host coach divas alongside alex givens we are the most dominating game changing the fastest fantasy football podcast out there in the news and views in the airways today we are bringing you heavy hitting news and giving you uh tips and tricks to get you closer and closer to that brass ring that trophy that belt that's gonna win you that fantasy football league this year. So that cheddar cheese, baby. That cheddar cheese. So Alex Gibbons, how you doing out there? Week five is in the books. Yes, and, sir. Uh, we rocking and rolling, man. We seem to be you and I seem to be doing pretty well in fantasy, but um, Oof. you know, it, it's definitely not easy. It's definitely not wow. easy. It's, it's it's a grind. We're in the thick of it here. So uh, you know, let's buckle up. But I will say. Week five has me feeling uh, pretty good about a few squads. So I agree. You know, I agree. we're riding high. I drop. I know I sent you that one. I dropped two oh two on someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to their yeah. eighty three, just straight abysmal. You know, mm-hmm. annihilation. Oh yeah. In another league. I'm currently sitting at six hundred thirty seven points four right now. So just cooking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cooking with gas. Cooking with gas. I'm oh, definitely yeah. uh. I'm definitely high in the point total as well. I, some people have given me 
rough games. You know, they they try to hold on, you know, in a sense. But uh, but yeah, I'm doing pretty well myself. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling good. I think I'm gonna be in it for the long haul when it comes down to both all three of my leagues I'm in right now. Uh, my squad's looking good, and I'm, I'm, I'm managing these byways pretty well. So I think that we're going to be pretty good company. I think we're going to be, uh, you know, here, here come week 13, 14, 15, we should be, we should be riding high, assuming that we don't have injuries yeah. like, you know, your main guy, Justin Jefferson, going down or Anthony Richardson, your starting quarterback. H N. I mean, come on, man. It's it's, it's a rough it's business. Yeah, rough I mean, rough business the, out here, man. It's the name of the game, though, man. That's the name of the game. But, yeah, uh, yeah I might be uh, turning into a seller here. From one of my dynasty leagues, I might just cut bait and go. So yeah. that, be, that might be fun. Oh yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll see how that that plays out. I'm not doing too hot though, so. Oh, that's why I get shit. now. I get it now. I get it. Yeah. What's happening, Ed? What's going what on, up, Ed? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we all, yeah, we're gonna get into uh, we're gonna get into the topics as we normally do. We're gonna talk about our our, our most outstanding performance. We're gonna get out to underachievers. Uh, we're gonna get into our best games of the week and our flex options, but we also got another segment this week about the from the vice corner, talking about how you manage these injuries and uh, and the waiver uh, order, and how you manage these bye weeks because uh, the next couple of weeks bye weeks is gonna be really, really, really rough. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I think I think week rough, seven is a heavy stretch. hitting one. Week seven rough. is a heavy hitting one. Week nine, week eleven, and week thirteen. So. Yeah, so you might want to start. You know, we're gonna give you a little bit of advice for that. We're gonna might want to start looking towards that now. You know, some guys that you kind of on the fence about and not really performing. You might want to go ahead and jettison them now for options. You know, for 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 bye weeks that are gonna be able to fill in for you because you don't want to wait to the last minute and be scrounging for scraps. Be scrounging for yeah. scraps. <laughs> what yeah. happened, DZ? What's going on, man? You don't want to play the game yeah. no more. What's happening over there? What's going on? Us, Come on? We're gonna get you right. We're gonna get you. We'll try to get you right. Yeah. We're gonna try to get you right. Bring all your questions you got. We're gonna try to get you fixed up, man. Get you get you back on the right track. Yeah. But yeah, so we we'll say we're gonna start out with uh you know getting into our uh our normal segment, the top shot is the best performance yeah, of the week. Yeah, then we can talk about the overhyped. Um, like I said, the vice corner is gonna be managed injuries in bye weeks, and then we'll get to our best games of the week and players we feel like it's gonna shine and week uh and coming up in here in week uh six now, I believe we are in week six. So, uh, you know, Beth, wave for options and uh, take any questions at the end if anybody has any questions that we haven't answered throughout the show. So, so get into the top performers of the week, the top shotters of the week. And, and you know, man, I pour out, pour, out a, pour out a little bit of liquor for uh, my man Justin Jefferson in the middle there. Yeah, pour yeah, one out. yeah man. So it's, it's rough, <laughs> rough for the kid, man. And uh, and it's, weird, it's interesting because he's not done for the year, obviously. He's a hamstring injury, soft tissue. But I got a feeling that they're not winning at this point. He might shut it down for a season. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, who knows? Oh, yeah, I feel that. That's Ooh, tough. that's a burn. Damn, that's a burn. That Ooh, is, yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Ooh. That is, that's Goodness, rough. Though, Aaron Jones, I think, will be back this week. I think so. he'll get Jones back in uh, in A chain. Yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah, he's yeah, his quarterback and starting running back. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. He, uh, three, out, three out of four long term. Yeah, three out of four long term. <laughs> Kelsey long-term. doesn't play. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. I will say, though, all reports are he's he's playing. I don't know how productive that will be. Uh, but I mean, even when he got hurt last week, caught a touchdown. So there you go, there you go. So even even when he's halfway together, he can get you some points. So yeah, we we look yeah. forward to that. Even when he's not there, he's there. All right. Yeah, indeed, indeed. He definitely a, a threat. At least catch a touchdown or two, get you some points. Yep, yep, yep. So um, let's talk about the, the top of shot. Let's talk about the the, the, the heavy this week. 
Um, so it looks like uh, Justin Fields is in the news for two weeks in a row, uh, pouring yeah. in uh, another uh, performance of 33 points or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he did pretty well against the Commanders on Thursday night. Uh, you know, him and uh, DJ Moore yeah. had, a, had a field day. For, for I me, know we did I GA this... Patriot dirty it on that one. I know. I know. I... Hey, I, I went down with that shit, just so you know. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. It's 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 an easy, it's an easy, I guess you can say, logical conclusion to come to, right? Because you wouldn't think that uh, you know they were going to just world beat them for we know for like that at no. that in their stadium. They were literally in the, they're literally in Washington, and they still yeah. got the doors blown off. So I mean, hey, either that's an indictment on the defense of Washington or the Bears are better than we think. You know. Yeah, I I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I think a little bit of both, but I mean, certainly, uh, Bears offense. I know we talked about it, but I mean, there it's it's coming around. At least the people that were supposed to be coming around uh, are coming around. So, right. I mean, I I think you're kind of seeing a a unit figure out how it it's you know its identity and moving the ball, um, mm-hmm. you know, versus I guess trying to change it a little bit from last year of just letting Fields run. I think you're finally seeing that all kind of mesh together. As evident, uh, you know, as someone else on our board here that we'll get to later. But yeah, indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed. So yes, Justin Fields had a field day, um, real fishing, and I think he had put together a four quarter game this this weekend. Let's suppose the last week where he had a good first half, and that fourth quarter was a little ugly. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> and then just gone. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, and Josh Allen's on the board, although they lost. He he, he had a, he had a good game, twenty eight point eight points average. Uh, from that particular perspective, um, and then Jalen Hurts in London, yeah, in London, early game. Uh, they were going on a like the two days before or something, but, whatever I, I, dumbass thing they did. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't get. I I get wanting to, I guess, make the decision to keep your guys like re- like let them rest at home. But like, right. you had to know Jacksonville's already over there. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, so like, why not go? You know, expeditiously. Like, we want as soon as the game is over Sunday, we out. Yeah, like get on the plane. Let's go. Let's go. Let's no. get let's get acclimated to this time difference and let's practice. Sleep on the plane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And they're in New York. This is just a, a short trip over the water. It's not like it's you know 15, 16 yeah, it's hours. LA. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. they I, they felt the pain for that one because they left let that one slip away. And on top of that, they got Milano, Milano, and a couple other guys hurt in the game. Mm-hmm. Milano done for the year most likely, and they got a bunch of guys banged up. Lost Trey White the week before, so yeah, it's it's yeah. it's tough. I'm sledding over there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and Jalen Hurts rounds out the top three um when quarterbacks at 28.3 points a game. He had a, a pretty good game last week. Um, you know, that just everybody's still marveling over that Brevely shove and his points oh, his, yeah. his, his uh guaranteed points are from that, especially on the goal line. So yeah, hey, I definitely you know, uh I'm I'm sure they're gonna revisit that again in, in the offseason. I know people complain about it too much. I don't know. I mean, what I'll say, though, with this is like, yeah, obviously it's kind of tacky, but there's been Mm -hmm. other teams that have tried to do it and they can't do it. Agreed. Agreed. It's something about how they do it. You know, I mean, they've they've shown that like they've figured it out, but like mm -hmm. it doesn't just mean that other teams like it's not becoming an epidemic. Oh, I I, trust me. I I know because the Chargers tried it here. The Chargers tried it and we got stuck. Giants tried it. I think. uh, I mean, yeah, I think. I watched someone on Red Zone do it, and it, they got it, but it just looked bad. Like I right. was like, "Oh, like that was like basically." I think the QB got kind of stood up, and someone just came behind and like dove, shoved, shoved him, him across. Right, like, right. Yeah, that that doesn't look ugly. like like that ain't it, dog. That no, ain't it. No. <laughs> but, 
It, it uh, looked like a certified you know rugby scrum when the Eagles do it, but nobody else does yeah. it to the level they do it. I don't think they got a, you know they got, they got a rugby specialist. Is, oh, Malata, he played rugby. Oh, they that's left it. tackle. That, you know? there it like is. They, I mean, they drafted that dude. He didn't play a lick of football. So, well, boom. I mean, he he probably – I mean, because you see him, yeah, hurt squats 600 pounds, but you also see him all getting like a rugby stance. Right. Where it's mm. like these other teams, it's like they don't they don't tighten their splits, they don't do any of that. It's just like, ah, we'll just shove them across. We should get it. I mean, Eagles do it, right? So right. we're fine. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you're in good space with Stafford and Jeff Wilson. I think Stafford's got a good, pretty good matchup this week. And Jeff Wilson, as long as he comes off the IR this week, he should get some touches. I think he should. Split, between him and Moster, I think because H ain't out, you know, because you know, I think they they it's gonna be a split backfield for sure between them two. I think yeah, you should be good absolutely. there. Yeah, I think it should be good there. Yeah. So tell me about the running backs uh, for for a week for this week. Uh, how do you feel about those three? Yeah. Uh, so I did. I did want to add one QB only because I uh, praised him, you know, before. But we got to put Jared Goff on the list too because Home Goff came out to play, baby. Daddy so. did. Daddy did. <laughs> but this week they're on the road, so just keep that in mind. Uh, <laughs> but just in case, GA Patriot was here. I know. Yeah, he'll either come. He'll either come through, or he'll check the replay. He's a pretty good listener. So yeah, either way though, home golf worked out, so we had to put him on there. But yeah, to the running backs. Um, I mean, I had this guy number one as well. Um, but I mean, he was the top scorer. But ETN really came out in this London game uh, against Buffalo of all teams. Of too, all like teams. you would have thought, um, given how he kind of has been going this season, uh, kind of been somewhat of a bust based on where you drafted him in terms mm-hmm. of getting solidified production out of him and you wouldn't have thought his coming out party would be against Buffalo in London. But uh, I mean, here we are. So uh, hopefully things sign of more things to come. Um, But I think they got a pretty few, pretty good, some favorable matchups coming up that, you know, I think ETN's one to watch out. Um, Then Zach Moss, yeah, with 31.5 points, um, which is just like WTF, right? (laughs) Because uh, I think I dropped Zach Moss in a league because I'm like, well, Taylor's back, so this dude's irrelevant now. And he goes off for 31 points. Um, I will say I think some of that is because uh, Taylor was just back. Um, I'd imagine, you know, they signed him to his extension. He was highly Uh, motivated. (laughs) Yeah, like he got his money. You know, he's uh, like, I would think that Taylor was more on a pitch count to ease into the season. Good point. More so than like, hey, Moss has been balling. We're going to keep giving him touches. Uh, So I wouldn't worry too much. But yeah, hell of a wrench for week five. Um, And then Brees Hall, who was, uh, I know one, I think we both mentioned as a pretty favorable matchup against the Broncos. But I mean, who isn't at this stage? Um, But (laughs) certainly... Vintage Brees came out, uh, had, right. uh, I mean, 177 yards and like a 70 yard run, a 40 yard run. Like, he, yeah, yeah. If you had Dalvin Cook, man, I, I have him I, in a few I, leagues. I'm sorry for we, you. We're sorry. Yeah, we're done. definitely sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's cooked. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Dalvin he, is cooked. Dalvin is cooked. That's right. Yeah. His, name, his initials is this. <laughs> right. Uh, Dick. Yeah, you know. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Then another one I, I wanted to throw up there as a top shot was A-Chain. Uh, that's just mainly because we're not going to get to talk about him for at least four yeah. weeks. So. Yeah, yeah. Poor something as well. Yeah. Hell of a – if you picked him up or drafted him and stashed him, I mean, what a run. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I mean, I think he showed enough explosives explosiveness that you know 
once he comes back, it's kind of his spot to lose. I uh, think so, I think they're in good hands know. going forward with him. I wouldn't ball. worry too much if uh, Mostert or Wilson pops off. Um, you know, here in these coming weeks, about him losing touches when he gets back. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that perfectly rounds out the RBs for Week Five. Um, then kind of rolls us into the wide receivers here, Coach, and the guy we were low key talking about up with the QBs, right? Yeah, yeah, my guy DJ Moore. Uh, coming in with 41 points, three, three touchdowns. Should have been four. He didn't step out of bounds, ref. We needed he that did. fourth touchdown. We didn't step out that of bounds. Foot, it was on the line. Yeah. <laughs> we need that fourth touchdown, man. We need that. We needed that. But, yeah, 41 points, man, that's definitely, you know, a, a high feat for a wide receiver for one guy. I feel like I was winning my game between Fields and Moore and on Thursday. I feel like I had won the game already on Thursday, and, right. and we still had a whole game to play on Sunday. So, yeah, so it was definitely a good good look, and hopefully this particular uh, uh, particular uh, marriage of, of sorts or, or connection will continue when it comes down to DJ Moore and Justin Fields because um, it would be good to see for them to both to finally get their just due because DJ Moore was much maligned in Carolina. He didn't get he didn't really get any love with his talent. And, of course, Justin Fields coming out of college had a high praise and things of that nature, and we thought that he would good ultimately be that franchise but quarterback. Ended up on the Bears. Right, but did. The Bears finally <laughs> But again, they seem somehow or another squander that every single time. So I will but, say though, have you seen the uh, stat line of uh, Fields to DJ Moore so far what, this season? What is it? Oh, it's I mean, it, it's it's better than what Brady and Moss were at. Oh wow, and that's it. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. It's uh, yeah, because it I, was cause, it was staggering, dude. Yeah, because because similar to that, uh, they say A Chain was leading the league in rushing before he went out, and he'd only played two games. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, so this so far, this is six days ago. This is posted. Mm. Fields has a perfect passer rating throwing to Moore. He's okay. 27 of 34 for 531 yards and five touchdowns. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. for five weeks. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Damn. And, 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 <laughs> like, to say, and to say that he had two bad games in the first two weeks and still did that, that's that's saying a whole lot. That's, that's saying a whole lot. I mean, he was pretty much irrelevant. He was one and two. Both of them. So I mean, both of them. Yeah, that's that stat line is essentially a three game sample. It really, right, <laughs> so, right, pretty much. Uh, yeah. If you stack them, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm catching you're right rolling now. Rolling a paper, baby. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> he's swimming in it. You that, that Scrooge McDuck dude diving yeah, into that, that gold pool. That yeah. money bin. That's it. That's it. So I'm cashing right now. So it's paying off so far. Hopefully, it continues. So um. And another interesting fact: uh, Jamar Chase got off the got off the uh, milk carton this week. Came in with he had three touchdowns as well, I believe. Hey, uh, I from said from it last Burrow. week, man, it's the uh, I'm open speech. You're gonna pop off that next week, right? So, yeah. Right. AJ Brown did it the week before. Diggs. Yep. It was a time for Chase. So. Yep. So yeah, so we finally found as Jamar Chase side, and we finally got that. Um, of course, Tyreek Hill was always in the news at, at 24.1 a game and that offense. And I still, I'm still scratching my head about why anybody in the league ever, ever, ever single covers Tyreek Hill. It, it's, it's not going to end well. <laughs> it's not going to end well. I, mean, I, I don't get it. Like, eh, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. I, yeah. I don't either. I, I don't either. Um, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Hell of a fantasy asset to have. So, absolutely. So. Absolutely. And I got him in two leagues. So I'm happy right now. <laughs> I'm I got him one. Yeah, I got him in Dynasty. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, uh, so you got any other wide receivers that you felt like had a pretty good week on your end? 
Yeah, I, I put down uh, Pickens as well. Uh, mainly, I mean, just because I think he was one that we were kind of high on earlier in the year. And then we were. The past couple games, not too good. Um, yeah, I still wouldn't say it was an overly uh, fruitful offensive outing from Pittsburgh, but uh, for it being a you know traditional AFC North, like, what was it, 17-10 game, he managed mm-hmm. to put up 20.6 points, so... Um, you know, I thought that was at least a little, um, you know, decent performance to throw a little shout out to here with our top shot is of week five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to be pedestrian this week. Uh, that's the matchup they got. They ain't looking right. too good. They ain't looking too good. But uh, so we'll get into that. Um, so tell me, you know, from a tight end perspective and a defense perspective, how do you feel about those guys? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, finally, uh, Kittle came out came out in full He's force. Finally off uh, the milk carton as well. Yes. You know, I was actually down in the league I have Kittle in, which is standard. Um, mm. I was I was down like <laughs> – I was like, man, I, it, it came down to Kittle having to basically like score a touchdown, which he hadn't done at all this this up to this point. So, right. yeah, for him to come out and, and drop three, uh, pretty, pretty awesome for me. And I think a, a pretty um, – enlightening thing to see if you have Kittle and just where the state of the tight end union is at right now. <laughs> right. Good, uh, point. You know, good point. You would kind of hope that that's signs of, of better things to come. And then, you know, looking at the second guy um, who was a little less points, but not too far behind him, Goddard, he was another milk carton candidate for <laughs> the first four weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't even, I mean, I don't have him in any league, so I don't know too much, but uh, we haven't talked about him up to this point in this segment here. Out so, of peep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it kind of couples into my tight end state of the union address there, you know. Um, uh, I think that might be a good sign of better things to come. Um, then another one I noted just to have three was Laporta, um, only because he's uh, tight end one right now in terms of fantasy scoring. I don't that know if you've ever seen a, a rookie tight end be tight end one, uh, you know, this this long into a season and uh you know i i that's definitely one to uh plug in your lineup until he he proves you wrong i guess but uh he's continuing to flourish in detroit so had to kind of give him a little love too yeah i agree and i think we've been right about him the whole entire time i like we were high on him early on and he hadn't disappointed and you know it's it's definitely definitely a feel-good moment when you all when you feel like you're you're absolutely right about a guy so yeah hey Especially yeah. in like two leagues, I was like, you know what, f it, uh, I'm gonna take. I took Laporta in the last round as my only tight end, and I was yep. like, now nah, you see, we'll see what happens. Like, right. and now I just look like a genius. <laughs> right, so. exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> unless you got Kelsey Laporta, it's it's rough out here in these tight end streets. So, I definitely right. believe that you know you gotta you gotta find a guy you know almost like a streaming option week to week to see if he's gonna be able to give you at least three or four or five points. I mean, my goodness, it's it's a struggle bus. With tight ends, you know, it just depends on. And again, I feel like every guy that we've had on this list week to week has been different. Like, I don't think the only person that's been a consistent stay is Laporta, you know. Yeah, and so I mean, Laporta and Kelsey when he's that's playing, it. you know, that's, that's it. Pretty much, I will say though, I, I feel like uh, week five at least was a, a little more promising in terms of, of the point range, yeah. Um, you know, in, in terms of where all the tight ends, I mean, because you had tight end 10 for the week scored 10 points. Um, I, I think that would have been a tight end three, <laughs> three to five, you know, in the, the weeks four and three, even, uh, even a little sooner. So, um, you know, I think that's a little more promising that we saw a lot more tight end production um, 
you know, kind of as, as a whole uh, week five here. Yeah, and I hope that continues. Like I said, we've that's been the weak spot as far as the skill position is concerned. We just think Casey didn't get steady production out of that role, no matter who it is. Again, let's let's do the top two guys. Yeah. And yeah, and and that, that's that's interesting you say that because they didn't even spend the first round pick on the port and they still got him. Uh, is is mm. in you know letting Hawkinson go, trading him, getting getting a matter of fact, what did they trade Hawkinson for? Wasn't it like a second round pick? It might have been a pick they used to fall apart. It, it, it might have been. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to look it up. I yeah. I think it was. Yeah, so uh, you, you trade Hawkinson for the pick that you end up with Laporta. You got Laporta for cheap for four years now. How about that? <laughs> they traded him. They received 2023 second round pick. So yeah, yeah, pretty much. Him or, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. And the 2024 third round pick. Yep. So oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, probably used it to get his replacement, who's also from Iowa. And uh, how about balling, that? How which about I will say, I I feel like Hawkinson was the last rookie tight end to kind of. Pop like Actually, that, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so yep, I agree. I agree. Okay. Well, the Saints were lucky enough to face the New England Patriots, who just a dumpster fire right now. So they they uh, came in yeah. with twenty four points in, in a shutout. Um, you know, it's 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 you know, is the, the the fall of of the evil empire is interesting, man. To say the least, it's, dude. It's it's, it's weird. It's, I it's, mean, it's, it's I just yeah. don't I don't get because they were like a playoff team, Mac Jones, two years ago. Rookie right. year. Right. And like he looked like he'd be decent. And then they'd go one year without an offensive coordinator. And it's like he doesn't he he's like uh he, you know, like he just doesn't even know what football is anymore. Well, it's right. interesting you say that because they I think that it's a it's a personality thing. I think that he the longer he's been there, the more he's uh grown uh, not on people, but off of people. To, to, to yeah. put it like that, like he's rubbed people with the wrong way, and they, they're starting to, you know, it be starting to be divisive in the locker room to the point where they don't really vibe with him. And the things he's done, the dirty plays that he, he's been called out on, and things of that nature, they're not really, uh, you know, a fan of this guy. I don't think so. I think that might be a riff too, because again, mm-hmm. you and I both know as former players, you know, it's the, the locker room is a fragile place. If you don't have any camaraderie oh. in that particular aspect of it, then you can fracture a team no matter how good you are. Oh, and you can have you can have dudes that have all the talent in the world, but if they just don't like get it, you know, yeah, like they just right. don't get it yeah. in terms of being a teammate and stuff, right. being personal, like, yeah. you're not going to mm-hmm. be there. And I think that I think that what you're saying is is absolutely true with Mac Jones. I mean, I, I'll say him this all uh, subjectively here because I have, I have, of course, no clue. But right, um, we don't know the guy. I, yeah. I mean, but I, you know, like I think the. Patriot way, right? Belichick was like, this guy needs to be checked, so I'm going to bench his ass. And mm. then you have him responding with someone from his camp saying, like, well, you can be a good cook, but you can't make, you know, a, a gourmet meal with garbage or something right, like that, whatever right. was put out there. And so it's just like, I, I think you're right that, like, his – he kind of strikes me as that, you know, stuck-up rich kid that's like, he didn't do anything wrong. You know, like, I don't mm. know why – you know, right. I don't suck. It's just all yeah. these guys no, around. No me, accountability. Like, you know? Yeah, no accountability. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I so agree. like bench, and then he's like, someone has to drop that because he's like, Well, it's not my fault I got benched. We just team was looking bad. Like, you know, kind of like Zach Wilson, right? Yeah. To some degree, where like you had the whole thing last year where he acted like or at least it went out, he acted like he wasn't the problem in the loss, and and that became a whole thing. I think we're gonna part, kind of see that with Mac, where I mean, what two I don't know. It was two weeks in a row, or two out of the last three weeks has been benched at the end of the game. Two weeks in a row. Yep. Like two weeks in a row. The whole, and then it seems like a good chunk of the next week is talking about that, or like, is there going to be a change? 
And I, I, I mean, I don't see it getting any better in New England. It's not. It's, it's a really not. long it, way it, to say that. It's <laughs> a downward spiral, and they're going to be picking high in the draft. <laughs> That's what it boils yeah. down to. So I think they'll get their will by by default. They'll get the quarterback of the future. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Just because they have, they got nothing else to choose there. E- but, exactly, uh, yeah. exactly. And finally, Pittsburgh defense still holding strong, although they uh they uh you know aren't lighting the world on fire offensively. They still holding strong with eighteen points defensively against they the Ravens last Pittsburgh. week. <laughs> they are, yeah, they still play defense out in Pittsburgh. So yeah, shouts out to them on a bye week this week for those that have owners that. So make sure you make that change. I'm yeah. one of them, so I had, to, I had to go with Atlanta's defense against the Commanders. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, bad, not, I'm not hoping for what the, what the Bears did to him. I'm hoping Atlanta does the same thing. Hey, Atlanta's <laughs> sneaky good against the pass, man. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll hopefully we'll get good fortune from that perspective. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's fold over. So let's talk about our, the overhyped, the underachievers, the, the bad <laughs> yeah. guys of the of the, of the weekend. It's the surprising part. names on here because some guys have been on the top shotters list now on the bottom here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, um, of course, uh, you know, Daniel Jones is, is rounding out the top with his. Yeah, you he's know, a frequent flyer here, man. He really I is. <laughs> like, like he has stock in his in his list. <laughs> if you took Daniel Jones thinking he was going to pop off, I'm sorry for we're, it. We you know? we we yeah, you didn't get that advice from us. We just know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because yeah. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, right, I, right. I know. I, I know. Didn't. I didn't say that in our draft we, show. I we showed up that. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we even <laughs> mentioned that guy. We he's... didn't <laughs> for <Yeah>. good reason. <laughs> yeah, point proven, right? Here. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, and the Dak Prescott got, got undressed by the Niners defense, and the boy that was ugly. Man. Yeah, that's yeah. bad. Yeah, it's pretty was bad. bad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Fred Warner had himself a day in that game. I'll tell you that. That's for sure. He ate Brad Dak Prescott's lunch and dinner. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. He was yeah. It was it was a humbling game for him, as you yeah. put it, right? So and and I was actually shocked. I mean, you know, Cap, you know, was harping on this on the on the Wild West podcast, but I was shocked that Jordan Love played so bad. I, I, I was too, to be honest. Uh I and you know, I, I held my breath uh to so avoid yeah. avoid any further discussion of it but honestly i think that was more of a game that jordan love lost for the packers and the raiders won agreed um agreed. But, you know it and i think this is to be expected just a little bit um you know just because it is week five uh he is you know a pseudo rookie so to speak and mm. this is first year so i think you're gonna see some growing pains along the way. I just wouldn't have expected to see it against Vegas. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. All right. So how you feel? I also these... put Mac Jones on there just because he's well. Point I mean, it was it, it was so bad. I just couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> yeah. even bring myself to type it. I couldn't. Yeah, I it was so bad. And it was someone so who bad. has Mac Jones in a Superflex dynasty, uh, you know, uh, I'm only, sorry. and yeah, who <laughs> only has uh, Jordan Love and Zach Wilson basically now because of Rogers. It's, yeah. It hurts for me to see that. I understand. I completely I understand. basically have uh, only two quarterbacks. <laughs> right. So really losing out on the super flex component of it, but, you know. Agreed. Whatever. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you would just average these, uh, he would definitely have won that game. So it's, it's sad to see. Yeah. It really is. So um, what do you think about the running backs, man? I'm very shocked to see a couple of the guys' names on this list for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, James Cook, I, I had him on mine. Uh, you know, I it you would have thought he would have put up better numbers uh, based on what he did through the first four weeks and going against Jacksonville, which isn't that great against the run. Uh, I mean, it wasn't right. like a, you know, elite 
type defense. So you would have thought he would have continued putting up some production. I, I, I do think some of that is from the early or, you know, too soon before the game flight to London. Yeah. Um, and I think you kind of saw, you know, um, a lull in that with certain components of the game. So, I mean, I think James Cook is obviously still RB1 and no one's there to take his reins. So uh, I wouldn't worry too much, but definitely alarming. Um, mm. Stevenson, you know, that's one that I, I know we talked about at length last week about uh, dude to probably get out of your lineups. <laughs> um, and right. he did nothing in week five to uh, change our opinion. And I actually didn't start him in the league I have him in. So I'm, I'm glad I didn't do that. Um, yeah, and then Brian Robinson, too. He was one I, I thought was going to have a, a hell of a, a fantasy outing against uh, the Bears. Against the Bears, uh, right. who are like, you know, I think Denver's 32nd against the run. I think the Bears are 31st. So you would have thought that would've he would have had a pretty solid uh, outing, and he just lays a freaking egg. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean – Definitely Stevenson, I, I think, is not a surprise, but the other two definitely are. But I don't think that it is a sign of uh, repetitive performance, you know, a, a continuing pattern. Um, I also noted uh, Derrick Henry just because, I mean, he got 6.2 points. Uh, you know, and, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the traditional King Henry outing. So I, I tend to, uh, you know, I think we should have noted that just to – you know, reaping my sorrows, I guess. On, right, right. On, was, on it, some just but, painful you know, to print. Like it's just painful to print. Like why is this guy so bad? And they like going against was, the Colts. And right. Richardson got hurt. Like, yeah. I mean, the thing with it with Henry is just that the Titans are so bad at defending the pass that like he has to be cooking early, or he's yeah. gonna just be out of the game plan at the end because they're true. gonna have to. You know, they're gonna have to put up points at a faster pace. And I mean, he's not, he's not 24 year old. Henry is going to pop off an 80 yard run right. on a stretch, it, you know, <laughs> right. well, at least right. once a game. So right. a couple of stiff arms yeah. later, he's in the end zone. Yeah. 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 yeah Looks like it. he's walking, but he's actually like running 23 miles an hour. Right. Like, right. <laughs> like, yeah, I miss that Henry, man. I, I, I do too. I definitely do too. Um, so. But yeah, I mean, yeah. So yeah, I think those three are are definitely surprises for this uh, category. But Stevenson, I'd imagine, uh, we'll talk about again. <laughs> Possible, and we have to say a prayer for DZ because he got no choice but to play him this weekend. I just don't understand how the the Patriots are so bad running the ball. I just don't get it. Like that's that usually a calling card. I just yeah. don't understand why they're so bad at <laughs> I, running the ball. I, I mean, I I will say though, I think that this might be the game where he could come out. I don't I don't know. Uh, I, cause I, I, I feel like this could be a game where the Patriots turn it around solely from the fact of Belichick, the defensive guru probably has a whole book in some secret drawer in his desk of like how to embarrass McDaniels right, <laughs> and, and right. he's just going to pull that out and they're not going to be able to do anything. That's a good he's point. Just, you know, I, that's, that's kind of the vibe I get going into this game is like, it's, it's just going to be like, like the Patriots are going to kind of turn it around and it's not going to be through Mac Jones. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, you got, you got, you, you, there is a chance. D said there is a chance that he might pop yeah, off dude. for you. There's a chance. Now getting down to these wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, Right. You mean there's a chance. Getting down to these wide receivers. Like I think, I think Boring doesn't surprise me that much, but Adams and IU definitely do. Like I just don't yeah. see how uh, Jim McGraw could not find Devontae Adams in that game on Monday night. I couldn't understand it. 
Um, right. Now, you might be a little bit of a byproduct. They were beating him so bad, they just didn't need to target him a lot. I think, I think it, I mean, he was kind of cooking early. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, this is good because, I, you know, we're going to have a, we're gonna have a nice uh, Ayuk outing. And then, yeah, I think it just was, he got game scripted out. Yeah, that's anything. my Buddha biz. Yeah, and of course, like I said, the the the, the Patriots offense period is just a dumpster fire. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Bourne hasn't been good since the twenty two points he scored in Week ones. So, right. <laughs> you right. know, like he's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, and I, you know, Patriots offense as as a whole is just, just bad. atrocious, right? Yeah, bad. it's just yeah. stanky bad. You right. know? <laughs> yeah, I oh, also man. put CD Lamb on there too, just because uh, I mean, he I. He scored six point nine, I think, which I mean, mm. it's not, not horrible not to the realm but, of this, but it's right. not too far off for being yeah. the clear cut number one. And then you had the whole ordeal of asking Jerry Jones of like, don't you think they should get CD the ball more? And he's like, well, I don't know about that, you know. So it's just kind of like, <laughs> right, just a just a poo poo outing all all it's together. A mess. For, yeah, it's just a mess in period. Like it is bad. <laughs> yeah, it's just bad. But yeah, um, yeah. Again, uh, I'm starting to have to think about a better option from tight end perspective too, because Dawson Kincaid and Evan Ingram were both my fantasy tight ends in, t- in different leagues, and they have given me squat this year. Yeah, and, and Evan Ingram was okay a couple weeks, but he's kind yeah. of gone down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty. But it's been yeah. those weeks you really could use some production from your tight end position, and he just not he just not delivering. Yeah, and it's not it's not void of talent because clearly these guys are talented. Both of those guys can definitely get it done. They're just not getting it up. I don't know what yeah. the issue is. I don't know if it's scheming, play calling, whatever. But they they have not uh, got it off the schneid, as they yeah. say. Uh, my my worry with Ingram going into the year was just that they added Ridley, and you know they're gonna find a way to get Ridley targets that probably yeah, otherwise went to Ingram last year. Mm. And I mean, I think just sometimes he just it flow of game or matchup wise, he just gets kind of lost, lost in the sauce. weeds. Yeah. Lost in the sauce. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah. why I didn't, I didn't go for him. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just wait till the at the end. I'm not taking Ingram. Like, and then you, you you're a smart man right now. And then I think kind of the, the bills one, I mean, Dawson Knox wasn't too far off uh, Kincaid in terms of points. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. for a few weeks, they were both, you could play both of them at, at arguably and be fine. Right. So I, I think too that that I think you will see more out of Kincaid, um, and, and I I kind of would chalk that more up to the London debacle. Jet lag, than, London jet yeah, lag. You know, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. That is definitely fair. And uh, yeah. you know, we, what can we say about the Commanders and the Panthers defense? I mean, it's just not what working. Last they made week. me look stupid. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I I, know. I I thought they were gonna have like a you know a Seahawks-esque outing (laughs) against, uh, you know, the Bears. And just, yeah, it was not – it was the total opposite of that. So, um, yeah. And then, yeah, if you played the Panthers defense, yeah, I'm sorry that you were in that situation and had to do that. Um, But, I mean, I – that was one I would have expected to be on here. Uh, I also put the Cowboys because they got negative one point. And they did. um, did. Which, I mean – Obviously, 49ers offense is is potent and uh, damn near like a Pro Bowl-level roster. But you would have thought with how the Cowboys at least were performing early on in the year that it would have had, um, you know, it would have been a more respectable <laughs> outing. Because uh, honestly, I feel like in most of their matchups, it's always close. Um, 
you know, whether it be in the playoffs or, you know, I feel like they play at least once a year. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's always close. I, I can't remember the last time it was like this bad of a blowout. So, yeah, it's pretty rough sledding. Pretty mm-hmm. rough sledding. So, um, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we definitely think that Logan Thomas may have some up top potential. We just got to see more consistent uh, play out of him. He's had a couple of good weeks, but his injury proneness, and uh, yeah, I'll use that on purpose. His injury proneness and this, and the, and the inconsistency of the commander's offense gives me pause, you know, honestly. If I wouldn't, you know, if I was, if he was free on a waiver wire, I might take a stab at him is on a bye week. But yeah, as far as being uh, a, a consistent starter, I would definitely have. That's tough. Uh, it's a tough ask. It's a tough ask. Like, but right now, yeah. If you if you ride away for about a week, I would I would definitely do that. I would definitely do that. Mm-hmm. All right. So speaking of that, and speaking of bye weeks, let's talk about device corner. Let's get into uh, managing injuries in the bye weeks because uh, it's definitely a real thing, and it's compounding uh, when yeah. it comes down to these <laughs> yeah. injuries. Because uh, yeah, yeah, people are losing guys left and right. I mean, to say the least. I mean, you know, what what really can we say? You can't sugarcoat it any any anymore. You got to just be real about it. Mm-hmm. So you know, we got. Uh, you know, the Anthony Richard injury is a definitely big one because a lot of people invested in him as a QB1. Yeah. Clearly, Justin Jefferson was most people's first overall pick in most drafts. Yeah. So he's a big injury. Yeah. And then and <laughs> James Conner. Yeah, James Conner is a is a loss. Uh Devin A Chain was a is a is a is a big loss as well. People that invested in him late um when he popped off. Um, I think it was like week three. Um, when he yeah. came back <laughs> and um, you know, just basically set the world on fire, <laughs> you know, and that 70 point blowout. Yeah. So um, you know, so how you manage these things is not easy, in my opinion. I believe that uh, you have to do, uh, I would say, I wouldn't even say one or two things. I would just say mainly one thing. I would say that you have to look at it from a perspective of of placing, uh, losing, if you're a basketball team, put it in this analogy, and you lose Kevin Durant for injury, right? Or you have to trade Kevin Durant because you can't afford him. Like, you know you're not going to recoup a player of his caliber, Right. So what you do is you get guys that can, as a unit, kind of fulfill his 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 role and his uh, his production, right? So if you have you know uh, a, a couple of running backs, a couple of wide receivers, or or a different quarterback that can kind of fill a void of that guy that you lost, and you can kind of use that totality mentality. Uh, that's a good one. Totality mentality to uh, to to build your team back up. That's probably your best bet. Um, so going after guys that are steady productors versus the big splash. Because some people, you know, you lose Justin Jefferson, you lose A-Chain, you lose, they want to make a big splash and trade away their best guy for another guy. Some people do that. And I'm like, that might be might be foolhardy because, again, you have to fill out a whole team. Yeah, so that's for my, panicking. It is, it is. <laughs> yeah. So, And some people prey on that. So you have to be worried about that as well. Some people prey on the fact that they see you lose Justin Jefferson, so they go right to your trading, trade block request and send you some bogus whatever you deal and then you yeah. go for it because you're desperate. So, you know, I would, I would hedge my bet when it comes down to trying to replace a guy like Justin Jefferson or a chain, because you can find two or three guys that can fill that void in your lineup, especially with bye weeks coming up. Cause this, some people's lineups are having rough by week, week and losing injury, losing people with injury. It's, it's, it's a, it's a rough ass to fill that whole entire roster up, but get a bunch of steady performing guys, guys that put up five, six, seven, eight, nine points, you know, uh, a week versus looking for that 20 pointer is probably going to be your best move, uh, as far as filling yeah. that void. And we'll get into some guys that we feel like they can, they can fill in that realm in a minute. I and mean, we talk about our waiver wire ads, but, um, but that's me pretty much my advice from my perspective. Uh, I would definitely, add, uh, you know, get guys, get a, get a, 
a core guys to fill that void for Justin Jefferson or Richardson or A-Chain versus trying to make a splash for one guy and hurting my mm. roster later on down the line. Now, oh, good question, Quinn. Uh, would, I, would you trade T. Higgins for Calvin Ridley at this moment? Probably. I would. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I mean, would. T. Higgins uh, hasn't done anything at this point. And he's and injured. And he's injured. Yeah. And he's, oh, yeah, yeah. he's injured. And, I mean, the Bengals – uh you know like they this is their first game where they were decent so right, right. you know like it, it's uh, why you like to think it's a sign of better things to come i mean it might not be i don't know yeah ridley's what wide receiver 19 right now in mm-hmm. half half pprs right averaging almost 12 points a game in half ppr so i mean that's that's certainly a, a decent and he's i mean wide receiver one so right, like right. he's obviously getting getting the uh getting the touches, you know. Let me look where's T. Higgins at? T. Higgins is wide receiver 60, averaging 7.72 points in PPR right now. So yeah, I mean oh, you could do that straight is. up. Do it. If you're if you're hurting for some wide receiver production, I'd say do it. Do it. I would definitely do that. Um Again, and you also look at it from a matchup perspective. I know for sure that the Bengals have a much go rather much tougher go matchup wise than the Jaguars do going forward the next three or four weeks. So I would definitely while I see Higgins yeah. is on the mend, I would make that I would make that move and I wouldn't look back. That would be my advice. Mm, I would echo that. Yeah. Yep. Jaguars have a pretty cake. Yeah, they're playing Colts this week. They got. I feel like they have a pretty cake matchup. They do. Like they do. The next do. few weeks here. Let me. Just yeah, the Bengals that. got a tough one. I think they play the Seahawks this week, and they got to buy it. And they got like three or four back-to-back games. Oh, like, yeah. Jags got Colts, Saints, Steelers. Yeah. Then Forty yeah. Niners. Oof. All right. Well, yeah. Then yeah. yeah then but, Titans, Texans, Bengals, Brown. I mean that. Yeah. Hell, yeah. That's yeah. a lot of. Run that card in right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Hit accept. Yeah. <laughs> Let's look where the uh, what do the Bengals have coming up here? I mean, I know they got they got Seahawks this week. I'm just yeah, I think it's a buy. Forty yeah. ers Bills, yeah. Texans, Ravens. So yeah, I mean, but yeah. yeah, at least in the in the now, you would probably see more return from Ridley, right? <laughs> and then take it, yeah. And then, Right. Higgins, but. Exactly. So yeah, I would definitely move on, move move to really over T Higgins for sure. Definitely would do that. Yeah, Appreciate the question great. for sure. Appreciate the question. But um, but yeah, yeah. But so how do you feel about just managing injuries? What is your philosophy about managing injuries in bye weeks and in, 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 in as a whole? Yeah. So I'm uh I'm not a huge like I don't try to trade and I mainly because of all the leagues I'm in I've been with these fools for way too long so I don't trust any of them to have <laughs> any sort of uh, mutual have your interest. best interests have your best you know, interests at heart not yeah. really my I mean you can't expect to have my best interest but at least a mutual interest you know right um so like I you know I was in that boat with HN uh I didn't I wasn't blessed enough to get to draft Jefferson in any league so I didn't have to deal with that mm-hmm. um but you I mean where I it, it, it part of it too depends on if you have an IR spot or not like if your league lets you you do that because that's a, a huge benefit because then you can you know add some production but not have to like risk uh you know dropping someone important or the injured person themselves <laughs> you know um and, and trying to get them back once they do come back. So uh, I kind of always try to just go for who I the replacement's going to be, um, mainly just from a perspective of, uh, 
And usually at this point of the year, I, I, I'm not too aggressive on the waiver wire. So I'm, I should be pretty high up depending on how it goes. Um, and then I can at least try to do that. And then that way, if I, if I get that person, then, um, I at least get the opportunities of the productivity that the other player had. I mean, I'm not going to expect KJ Osborne to go out and turn into Justin Jefferson just because they got to throw him the ball, you sure. know, 10, 12 times a game. But there's, I mean, there's only a select few receivers in fantasy football that you can say you know are going to get 12 looks in a game. So, uh, you know, to me, that is a more beneficial approach um, than running to the trade block and, you know, taking two wide receivers that are like ranked, you know, in the thirties or forties to give up, you know, someone just because I, you know, I need to recoup a little points. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, I mean, that's always been my approach. It's, I I mean, it's not a overly uh, successful one all the time in terms of like getting the player I want or, you know, so like a chain, right. I had him. um, I, I got Jeff Wilson in every league that I had a chain in just because I Mm. know that, once they bring him back, they're—I mean—they are. Uh, McDaniel is a Shanahan guy, so he's going to use multiple running backs. Like he's going to find a way to use the run game, and I mean Wilson came with him from San Francisco, so I would think that once he is healthy, uh, there is good potential that you get. Um, I mean, you're not going to get a chain production, but you'll get decent production um mm-hmm. for a guy um so i mean that's kind of always the approach i try to take now i mean obviously if i don't win out on any of those then i have to kind of reassess my options um i will say i feel like this week um especially with the players that were injured there were a lot of of um lucrative waiver wire options out there as replacements um you know, I, I, I feel like this wasn't like the Nick Chubb injury where there was just Jerome Ford was the guy to get that week, you know, mm-hmm. and that was it. I feel like at least with this one, you had a few players that um, were viable options to target to hope that you get at least 70 percent of the production you would get from the guy you lost. So, True. um yeah, and I think that's the I think that's the key is to get as much production as close to as much you can get from the guy. That's re- yeah, really. exactly. You know, I mean, yeah, because mm-hmm. fantasy football is all crapshoot, right? So yeah, I mean, yeah, like oh, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. There's no exact. Let me sit here and like I, I mean, I had, like I thought that the Commanders would just have an amazing defensive performance against the Bears. I thought that was a surefire thing, and you know. Every week, the NFL finds a way to kind of humble you on, like, yeah, you don't have this figured out because I right. mean, all these teams right. are good. Right. Um, we all get paid, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, like, uh, so I mean, I, I always like, you know, you never can guarantee that you're going to get, you know, 15 points every week from this player, but if mm-hmm. you can get all the players you know are the focal point, are very involved in the game plan, are how they move the ball, then you're at least giving yourself an opportunity at that. <laughs> I think that's True. the approach, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, to DZ's question, um, I would, I would look at the Garner Minshew effect in this particular aspect of it. Choose between Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. I think mm-hmm. they more are going to go with more uh, traditional running with Taylor, in my opinion. I think they're going to uh, ramp him up. I think his first week out was a kind of a litmus test to see how, you know, how much legs he's had under him uh, being gone. Um, with that ankle and being just flat out not playing football for the last year, 
uh, from you know mm-hmm. practically. So uh, I think they were going to lean. I probably would say might be more of a sixty-five, you know, with thirty-five, uh, you know, or maybe a seventy-thirty uh, yeah. share between the two in favor of Taylor this week. Um, I think they're going to lean heavy on the run, um, and you know, have to limit Gardner Mitchell having to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. So. I think I think I they will say though Jacksonville's D is uh sixth against running backs this year. So. Oh well, then there you have it. So tough, uh, yeah. <laughs> tough. Yeah. but I do. I mean, Taylor only had seven touches in in his last week, and I mean, right. I think part of that was like first game back. Moss was was still being productive, so it's not like they needed to feature Taylor. But mm-hmm. I mean, at some point, like money talks, right? They gave him money, right? They, so they're gonna give him the ball. They resolved <laughs> the whole contract dispute. Right. They're going to get their their money's worth out of that <laughs> and give up all the touches they can right. until he turns 27 and they and, release him. And right. And then he's out the door. It sucks. <laughs> or get, get, looking for one year deals for the next four, mm-hmm. you know, until he's retired. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the way. That's, so unfortunately, that's the way it rolls. But yeah, I definitely would lean it. If I had to pick between the two, I'd definitely pick Jonathan Taylor in that matchup. Yeah. For sure. All right. So um, you got anything else for the vice corner before we move on? No, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Other, you just pray, man. <laughs> yeah, volume pray. production. Have a volume, lot of faith. Yeah, volume Gotta production over big splash is my is my advice. Get yeah. get try to get some volume production out of your guys. Having having good point production from everybody on your team to to fill in that fill that void, you know, because you don't, you never want to have a situation where you got one guy has to carry you, and if you get that one injury, I think we talked about this before. You know that yeah. if you if you get that one injury and that one guy goes down and he's carrying your team, then you're screwed. So you need volume production from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so let's talk about the games of the week. Let's get into that. Uh, let's talk about the matchups Ooh. as a whole and its totality. So um, these these games are very interesting. Um, I think the the front, front and the back end of the, these uh, matchups are uh, AFC West heavy. Obviously, uh, Raiders only one is missing in that in that outfit. Um, yeah. That'd be crazy if it was it was Raiders, Chargers, and and, and Broncos, uh, Chiefs to to do Monday and Thursday Monday and Thursdays nights, but uh, right, yeah, it'd be crazy. <laughs> the whole, yeah, yeah, this whole gambit, right? Just line them up, but yeah. So, um, so from your perspective, like, what do you think the, is the juicy matchups when it comes down to fantasy production this week? Who's yeah. gonna who's who's on your radar? Uh, obviously, anyone on the Kansas City offense, uh, just because. Denver is dead last in every defensive like category this year uh, and has not uh, not any signs that it's going to get any better. So I, I yeah. really do think you're going to get a lot of uh, production. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I think, I'm smoking that I think you're rice playing, back. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's Rice, Kelsey, Pacheco, Mahomes. But I mean, which I mean, obviously you're playing Mahomes and Kelsey. But I right. think if you were on the fence about a Pacheco. Um, I you definitely play him in this week. Um, just with given how the production he's put up the last two weeks, and it's kind of become more of the uh, featured attack in the offense. Um, and Denver is thirty second against the run, and just gave up one hundred seventy seven yards to Brees Hall. So, what did um, and as Richard Riche put it, DJ Jones, their best run defender, is not there, so not yep. playing. Uh, so. That's kind of all. All the stars are aligning for a pretty solid, uh, you know, RB matchup for Pacheco, and then I think mm. Rice is kind of the ascending star in that passing attack. Um, and you know, it it's Sertan's going to be on someone, I, but I don't think that there's any one person that Sertan's going to be following around, unless it is Rice, and maybe that 
you know, puts a, a little wrinkle in the plan. But, uh, I mean, he's been consistently second on the team in targets every week behind Kelsey. Um, and, I mean, putting up decent production with that. So uh, I think this is kind of a, a good matchup for him as well. If you are hurting at, at uh, wide receiver this week with a buy or injury or, or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was one. Um, mm-hmm. What's what's one that's on your radar? Well, interesting enough, I mean, of course, the Miami game against Carolina at, at Miami. <laughs> that seems like you know, if you got any uh, skill player from the Dolphins, you're you're good. Are their defense? Good. Yeah, <laughs> right. I think you're in good hands, like Allstate. Um, yeah, I, I actually think this Minnesota Chicago game could be very uh, interesting. I think there's gonna be a lot of points scored in that game. <laughs> I think that's, I mean, that, that's one on mine as well. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think that's going to be a lot Vikings of are terrible against the pass, right? We've right. seen DJ. Mm-hmm. I just I read you guys the DJ Moore Justin Fields stats not too long ago. Uh, yeah, you would hope that that stack continues to feast, and I think you know even Cole Komet could probably have a pretty solid game mm-hmm. uh, against the Vikings. Um, but that that's definitely that's one I had on my radar um, in terms of being a lucrative outing uh, fantasy-wise all around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, another – I mean, I I obviously like Buffalo against the Giants. I think you always play whoever you can against the Giants. But for oh, sure yeah. the defense. Right now, yeah. Uh, right but, now, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, even, even, uh, even the, um, you know, offensive side of the ball, I think you, you'll see – like, I think Diggs is going to have a pretty big game this week. Um but I think Gabe Davis is a viable option as well. Yeah, I think he'll get some touch. I mean, he might get some red zone targets and things of that nature. It might, you know, it might not be a lot of volume, but I mean, it might be productive in a small sample size that he does get. Uh, so yeah. I definitely like the Gabe Davis matchup as well in that particular aspect. Um, for some reason or another, it's two guys that I like, and it's not a, it's not necessarily you know a, a, a lucrative matchup, um, and not you know they're not going to set the world on fire points production wise. But I think. Bijan Robinson for Atlanta and Curtis Samuel for Washington. It seems to me like they're going to have good games in this particular matchup. I think that nobody mm-hmm. new on the on the commander's team can deal with Bijan in, in space. And uh, and I think for some reason Curtis Samuel was they're trying to focus in on, on Terry and John. That somehow or another uh, Curtis Samuel was getting a lot of looks um by default. I know. I know, man. <laughs> so I'm a Dotson uh, investor, bro. It's I really, am too, really and I'm kind of bad that the same was getting all the touches. So, uh, yeah. So I, I'm having it between decide between him and, Jer- and Jerome Ford as my flex option. I think I'm gonna have to go with Jerome Ford this week. Um, although he's going against the 49ers, so that's a tough ask as well. But yeah, yeah. so we yeah. I, it, it, I it do depends. think. Uh, I also think it's a pretty favor, or at least a, an advantageous matchup for the Falcons receivers against the Commanders secondary as well. I mean, I know Drake London hasn't really done much um, to Al earn Pitts trust. Didn't they? Didn't they yeah. just get Van Kyle Jefferson? Pitts did. did they yeah, they just traded for Jefferson. Okay, um, yeah. But Kyle Pitts, I, he did have twelve points this last week in PPR. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, commanders are giving up the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers, um, and both their Emmanuel Forbes, their rookie, and Fuller have allowed. Uh, I'm trying to look at the average, a substantial amount of points. <laughs> it's all it wow, says. wow. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, yeah, you're looking at Washington's allowing a Lehigh 11 yards per target to receivers. That's crazy. And gave up a 49 burger to Moore and. 
39 to AJ Brown. So, well, you know, and, and yeah. I mean, Ritter kind of had at least a, a decent outing last week. And so maybe this is some, uh, you know, a game they can build on. And one of those two, I think is going to pop. Uh, my, my, Eggs would probably go more in the Kyle Pitts basket uh, just because Drake London hasn't done much of anything mm-hmm. <laughs> up to this point other than score a touchdown uh, or maybe two. Right. But, you know, he's so, um, you know, but definitely something to consider just based on the defense they're going against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking the, the what Detroit got going on, too, against Tampa Bay because I think that if everything breaks right, you're going to have a game in – the first game in a long time, we will have Amara, Jameson, Laporta, and Reynolds all healthy at the same time. Yeah. So uh, I think that could be a, a, a nightmare matchup for the uh, to Buccaneers and them trying to keep up with that particular offense, and along with David Montgomery running the ball. So I believe that the the, the Lions receivers could have a day um, if you got any of those guys in the lineup. So I do like that as well. So we'll see exactly how that shakes out. Um. Yeah, I wonder if they said anything about Saquon playing on 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 a, on a, a Sunday night. Let um, me let me look. I I could have. I think he's expected to play. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what the latest news. I I swear the last news that he's questionable. Uh, he was limited today. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. <clears throat> Well, interesting. Well, Jalen Warren is out because he's on a bye week. I can tell you that right now. You can X that off. I mean, uh, unless he doesn't need anyone right now. I think it's, I think it's a bad Yeah, I think this is a bit. Uh, yeah, I think this is a might be right now type of thing in my, oh, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so um, yeah, so Dotson or Curtis Samuels or Josh Reynolds? Eh. I mean, I think he'd rather have Samuel over Dotson. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I think yeah, then, between this, um, yeah. Like I like Josh Reynolds, but I Jameson Williams is back. I right. feel like they gotta at some point work him in. Um mm-hmm. I mean I would uh I I I think it's Curtis Samuel if you need a flex right now. Yeah, yeah I, think I think that's, think the that's flex. your I think that's your best bet. Um yeah, yeah I would definitely drop Chico Conkle and, and and pick up pick up Samuels. That would be my advice as well. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Any, so any other matchups that just kind of sticking out to you this, or players that sticking out to you in regards to who you think is going to really have a field day this week? Yeah. I uh, also, I feel like I had to just note the uh, Cincinnati-Seattle matchup because uh, Burrow might be back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, certainly looked at, at least a little vintage Burrow last week, and Seattle is, uh, let's see what it, they are giving a, or two of the last three quarterbacks to go against them, which would be Jared Goff and Andy Dalton, have scored at least 27.5 fantasy points. The other Boom. QB was Daniel Jones, who is uh, consistently an underachiever here right. at the Lightning Fast Fantasy Podcast. So <laughs> uh, take that info for what it is. And right. uh, if you got Burrow, uh, I think he's back, and you just uh, – Sit back and watch the show here <laughs> on them lighting up Seattle. That's it. And that's it. So there you go. All right. So let's talk about uh let's talk about our biggest flex and waiver uh, waiver wire uh transactions uh that we feel like is gonna be a a, a must uh, have or must get for you this week, especially with dealing with these bye weeks and these injuries. So um who you have on your list is there's your biggest flex options and wire waiver uh 
uh, waiver wire transactions is one thing. Those guys you just can't pass on as far as the waiver wire is concerned. Yeah. Um, so waiver wire, there's uh, obviously KJ Osborne, huge, <laughs> huge waiver yeah. wire pickup. Uh, oh, yeah. Expected to fill in, <laughs> you know, fill in on um, for for Jefferson. Um, but I would say, um, you know, a good. Lex, thank you. I mean, speaking on the Vikings, uh, if you were mm. a Jordan Addison, uh, you know, owner or investor, yeah, definitely um, start him. I this mean, week. he he might be a guy because I mean, presumably, if you have Addison, uh, you he was the fourth or maybe fifth wide receiver you took. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you obviously have some other options over that that would probably be your wide receiver one and two. Um, but I think Addison moving forward is. Uh, a plug and play, plug and leave, flex, <laughs> or three wide receiver league type of guy, just because uh, I mean he's shown promise up to this point. Uh, was the Blitnikoff winner, <laughs> and uh, you know, like I think this is kind of going to be his opportunity to take a little bit uh, over, you know, show he's got something to bring to the table too, mm-hmm. not just Jefferson. Um, but yeah, I mean. I think Osborne was a good one to target on the waiver wire strictly just because someone else is going to have to fill the shoes. Um, mm-hmm. And he, you know, but I, I don't know if I would play him immediately. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think I, I would get him and watch. Um, and then what DZ talked about is actually one I had on, on my list too to target on the waiver is Josh Downs. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's one that's more easier to get just because of the QB situation. Uh, but don't uh, don't forget that the other Minshew game, Josh Downs had uh, twelve or thirteen targets. So right, for some uh, reason he loves know. Josh Downs, and they got a bigger, bigger, better connection to him he's and a, Richardson. He's, has. he's yeah. just a little slot guy. I mean, I think that fits Minshew's game more than yeah. does Richardson's, mm-hmm. and you know, because I, I think Downs is very much a like uh, short one cut route, hit me with the ball right there, you right? Know, I'm rather open. than yep. uh, Richardson's more of an improvisational. Uh, you know, I might run it, but I, I need you guys to kind of move around and find open space. And I don't know if he's that type of guy. Um, but yeah, that's definitely another one to target, um, on the waiver wire and even potentially to look at putting in your lineup. Cause uh, we've kind of seen with the rise of Josh Downs, the fall of Michael Pittman here in the past couple weeks. So talk about it, um, talk about it, you know, (laughs) yeah. So what are a couple of what are what's a, a waiver wire option you were looking at or, or well like I said earlier I'm smoking every Rashid Rice pack this week and he was actually available in most of my leagues so I picked him up in one league and I needed a wide receiver for flex this week so I'm definitely going to ride that train and hopefully it pans out for me on a consistent basis so definitely riding the Rashid Rice train um uh, of course KJ Osborne is definitely on the list I mean you got if he's out there I would just grab him if you don't have a, a, a Addison already. Um, I would definitely do that. Um, another guy, we talked about this guy quite a bit, um, and I think this time, assuming he clears concussion protocol, is going to be a move, is Rashawn Johnson. Like, you yep. know, with Cleo Herbert hold multiple weeks. Um, or Foreman. To, yeah, for for, yeah I, I would just go to say the I mean, same thing. I'd say Foreman or him, if you need a running back, go with either one of those options. And I think the long-term option with Herbert being done for about four to six weeks, most likely, will probably be Roshan. Because I think when when you see the pop and what, what Roshan can do as, as a running back versus what Foreman can do, because let's be honest, Foreman's been a healthy scratch, you know, while Herbert was there for three weeks now. So yes. I would believe that he's either the Foreman's been house. around for a while. He has. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I would believe that the young young lion in Rashawn Johnson would be the Both one. Texas running backs, though. How about that? How about that? <laughs> yeah, so I would go with Rashawn Johnson for sure to to uh to to pick him up long term. That would be my long term play for the running back perspective from the Bears. Um, uh, and James Conner's injury was an interesting one because they got uh they got a kid by the name of Imari DiMarcado. Yeah. Um, he's there going to be the starting running back this week, so that's hot a, that's it. <laughs> yeah, high pickup, and he's going to get all the volume because I think uh, they have two running backs hurt because one was already hurt, and Connor got hurt this week, so he's declared RB one in that in that offense. So, which is not that bad. We thought he's not as bad as we thought it was going to be. The Cardinals' offense isn't as bad as we thought. So you're going to get some production from a Michael Wilson, from a Hollywood mm-hmm. Brown, and a, uh Imari DiMarcado. So I think that you could go with uh, any of those options and and be fine and be fine with it. And if you happen to sneak off Jeff Wilson, I would have sneak off Jeff Wilson as well because he should come off IR soon, and he's yep. going to be the likely fill-in for A Chain. So, uh, yeah, because yeah, I th- I thought he was going to be the odd man out with A Chain being so dynamically good, you know, uh, when he was healthy, but he's hurt. Yeah. So yeah, go. Well, I mean, I think he argued. I mean, he kind of was because you saw last week he was uh, eligible to come off the IR. They didn't do it. His agent was saying he's coming off this week. Right. Um, and so, I mean, I think they obviously were like, well, we don't need to rush you back. Like this dude's True. falling for us and right. then he got hurt. So, I mean, that's why I think it's uh, it, that was a good one to target if you could and pick them up because it's more of a need now at this yeah. point than it, you know, just a, a surplus. <laughs> agree. I um, definitely agree. Um, yeah. yeah then was- another uh, flex option, um, you know, just uh, kind of the same vein as uh, speaking on Addison. Um, I mean, I think Zay Flowers is a, is a good flex option this week too, mm-hmm. um, going against Tennessee, just because Tennessee is just, just dog water against uh, the pass. So, right. Um, you know, and, and well, obviously well, assuming it- the Ravens receivers catch the ball. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, yeah, but uh, Zay has at least been the one to put up, yeah i I think he's averaging like 12.5 per game right now so i mean as a rookie Mm -hmm. um certainly building a rapport with lamar so um that's and then um since i'm on the ravens uh also you know monitor that um justice hill if he's still there um that's that you know that's oh, not he's, that's he's not been a, gone for weeks in my league because i picked him up I, he, he's, he was in a couple uh yeah. a couple of mine and, and gus edwards but i i think uh justice hill is the one to have yeah i agree uh, based on uh kind of where the goal line touches and stuff are going and just i mean gus edwards is getting looks but he's like not doing anything with it so True. um you know that's I know that might be a long gone news there, but if mm. for whatever reason he's out there, um, that I, that's definitely one you can look at stashing. <laughs> if yeah, you lost in the uh, shadow leagues, RB. he could be out there. If it's ten or twelve man leagues, he could be out there. Yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah. I know you're in the little deeper, bigger ones. So yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. a lot of these guys are uh, gone. Oh, that's a tough one. That's not a bad problem to have, though. It really isn't. My goodness, <laughs> look at this. Addison Flowers, Waddle, and St. Brown. Woo! I mean, I think your odd man out's probably it's flowers. flowers. Yeah, flowers yeah. definitely the odd um, man out. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah. Like just because Addison, I think he's gonna be is, one. Waddle's gonna get his touches, and St. Brown is one. Yeah, flowers. Yeah. Odd Waddle, man out. Waddle's coming. Around. I mean, I was talking about him last week. It's like, when the hell are they gonna use Waddle? And they scored a the touchdown like first play of the game. So, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, you know. And then uh, another interest, uh, just while we're on the topic of kind of targeting people, uh, you know, I thought uh, 
this is interesting. Just if you have Puka, uh, it's an interesting stat I, I wrote down because you know, I, I spent all of my free agency budget. I'm not shy about that on Puka. Right. Um, but even with the return of Cooper Cup, you know, he still balled out. Uh, but interesting stat is uh, 67.7% of Matt Stafford's passes last week either went to Cooper Cup or, or Puka. So <laughs> I wouldn't worry about, uh, you know, losing production. Uh, but I wanted to say that because uh, you might be in a league with a Puka owner who's freaking out because Cup is there and, you mm-hmm. know, it might be time to smell a little blood in the water and strike and, and you know, maybe make a move. Because um, I don't think that he's going anywhere. So, uh, you know, but I, I, you know, I know as a, a Puka owner from last week, I was like, oh, I'm going to look like an idiot now because Cup's going to come back and it's going to just go back to going through Cooper Cup. Um, mm-hmm. But I think by them moving Van Jefferson, uh, that is a sign Claire's as well high. as that stat. Like, yeah, he's going to be there. So, oh yeah, you know. oh yeah, totally agree. But totally definitely agree. something to consider if you're if you're trying to shake some things up in the trade market. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, not a bad advice. <laughs> not a bad advice at all. Not bad <laughs> advice at all. So yeah, so, yeah. I think yeah. that's a good solid group. I mean, you have anybody else that you want to address before we move on? Uh, I mean, no, not not really. Um, I would say uh, I would look at if you are in a position where you can kind of stash some players. Um, you know, uh, I know DZ mentioned Jalen Warren in a league, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but uh, I wanted to mention Tank Dell again just because I, I don't he's not playing this week. I don't he's not going to play. But um, that's definitely a guy that if you have the space to stash, maybe look at stashing. Um, cause uh, I mean, I don't think it's a serious, it's not a serious injury, so mm-hmm. should be back in the fold the next weekend. He's kind of slowly built every yeah, it's week just concussion just concussion. You got, yep. yeah. So, um, you know, I just want, cause I I've seen him in a couple of my leagues get, I, I have him in one. I didn't drop him, but in other leagues guys were dropping them. Um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you don't drop a guy with concussion. Some leagues I'm in, man, it's like some guys, it's just, you know, once someone gets injured, they're dropping them. <laughs> like, unless well. it's like, a, you know, a guy taken in the first like four or five rounds. If they're hurt, he's like, yeah, I'm moving on. Yeah, I'm <laughs> out. <laughs> so, Interesting. Um, you know, I just, just thought I'd mention that for our listeners if they're, you know, listening yeah. while looking at some available options, but. Yeah, I definitely understand that. And I, th- I think one stash that I'm kind of intrigued by, I'm, I'm just kind of mon- – it's one of those monitoring situations. So take it for what it's worth for those listening to this on replay or listening to this live. Now, I'm very curious about this Darnell Mooney situation because they moved on from Chase Claypool. So yeah. people are starting to, you know, get a wind of what DJ Moore is doing to people's defense, right? So they're going to try to shift, you know, attention to him and keep him from, you know, blowing up their secondary. So I yeah. would like to believe there's going to be some chances for Darnell Mooney – and Justin Fields to try to get on track and, and build a connection um, in that Bears offense if they're going to double more. So I would look at Darnell Mooney because I'm pretty sure he's available in a lot of leagues because my people mm-hmm. were out of him thinking Claypool is going to be two, Moore is going to be one, and we just don't know where Mooney's going to go. And, of course, Cole Komet is getting a lot of targets as well at the tight end spot. So, But being that they know that now and teams going to shift focus, I would I would monitor, put on my watch list Darnell Mooney because he might, be a sneaky uh pickup if he does pop this week or in the next two weeks i would say yeah, yeah so look over down there yeah. mooney another uh there's two others but i don't know if they would be available um 
but mm. I, I also noted, uh, I mean, I, I think I've seen him drop in at least, I know Quentin Johnson's probably more available than Jackson Smith and Jigba, but yeah, um, I mean, both of those guys are, haven't performed yet, um, yeah. but our rookie wide receivers coming off of their buy. Um, right. So it's definitely something to, I know I said that last week with, with uh, Smith and Jigba, like, you know, I think his hand injury didn't allow him to get into the fold early in the year. And then, you know, I think that's one to watch with this buy, um, mm -hmm. you know, gave him an extra week to get him like fully healthy if he wasn't and game plan for this team two weeks out and mm -hmm. probably make it a point to get him involved. And same with Quentin Johnston. I mean, I think he's got to get involved at some point out of necessity for him. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think that this buy might be a, a good opportunity to see if he can kind of take go into that Mike Williams role. I mean, he's not Mike Williams, obviously, no, but no. Uh, not, I mean, he he's uh, the same height. That's about it. That's where the comparison stops. <laughs> that's where but, it stops. Uh, but <laughs> right. if I mean, if you're in a, a shallower league or, you know, leagues with active fantasy owners, uh, the both those guys might be available strictly because neither one of them's done anything. Right. Um, you know, and that's certainly something you can look at, you know, like similar to Tank Dell, if you have the, uh, the, the surplus to be able to kind of have a extra spot, you know, that might, those might be two to consider if you miss out on everyone else, uh, purely for the sake of it, add and monitor and see what happens you mm -hmm. know, since they're coming off a buy, but right. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely good. It's good, it's good sound advice. I definitely like that. Um, and I'm hoping, you know, so I think DZ and I both would go hope and pray that, that uh, somehow another Quinn Johnson gets off the milk card and finally, you know, becomes uh, too, a viable man. option for Justin Herbert because I got him stashed. I don't have him starting. I got him but, in a dynasty league. Yeah, I got him so stashed. I'm so like, hopefully, on, yeah, let's <laughs> come on, come on with it. Show me why we picked you in the first round. That's all we can really say. Roll the dice on it. Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously thinking about selling in that league though. So, we, okay, maybe <laughs> I mean, I am, uh, what am I right now? I am one and four. Uh, and yeah, like I said, my QBs are um, Jordan Love, Mac Jones, and Zach Wilson. Uh, pretty tough. So yeah. I had <laughs> someone, I know I asked you, I had someone offer me first round pick and Derek Carr for Jordan Love. And I was like, mm, I might. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I could have Caleb Williams and Drake May. Right, <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, that's know. wild. We'll, we'll see, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's wild. Okay, all right, so yeah, so um, let's uh take any questions we got in the chat before we get up out of here. If anybody got any questions, I know we asked a few during the show, but um, if anybody got any lingering questions, you know, feel free to ask wow. them and uh, and uh, we'll, we'll try to get them answered in short order before we wrap up here. And if we don't follow, find us live and or or catch us live, you can watch us on replay. Uh, we'll, I'll post our social media at the end of the show, so we'll let you know how you can reach us in between shows. I know GA Patreon and a few other guys reach out to us on Twitter and things of that nature, asking us questions about guys that they're kind of iffy on, and we get those questions answered in short order and try to help you guys out and get you that win that you most sorely need in each week fantasy. Uh, no questions, just pray. pray. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of right. prayer. Yeah, a lot of prayer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Get it in before. Get it in before Sunday kickoff. That's all we can say. Or Thursday night. Get it in before Thursday night. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't I don't think we gotta worry too much about Thursday night. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, don't, I don't think it's gonna be a 70 point affair like Richie thinks, but yeah, but it is it should be a victory for the Chiefs. We I think we all both can agree on that. 
I'm definitely you know, above and beyond. I that. had I had to list all those things that hadn't existed the last time they won because that's just wild. Oh my <laughs> god! I just <laughs> well, tell me what I had a time with listening to that. I was like, oh my god, because you had showed me the list already, so I knew what you were saying. So that's oh, why I, I yeah. That's why it's so the funny. Star Wars, the Star Wars uh, sequel trilogy not being out is really what uh, what what gets me because I mean they haven't made one of those since like, 2018. So, exactly, exactly. They had a whole last trilogy the rise, come out. The Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> the last one. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Hopefully that's clear protocol. I think he will. I mean, he's been. They had a Thursday game, and he he was out. You know that game. So I think that he had a good two full weeks to clear. So I think he'll be yeah. fine. You know, I mean, unless he's got some lingering effects of it, but I think that they know they need him too. You know, so they'll, they'll think they'll clear him unless he has some type of lingering effects. But hopefully, he's and good. I mean, dude uh, was Bijan's backup, so I mean, I mean, yeah, he's, and he was, probably would he was be a, a highly starter at any other backup. power yeah. five school. Heck yeah, so, Heck like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you saw what he could do the first couple weeks when he was given chances, so. Yeah, I think that's the one to put your your eggs in the basket on for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. Long term, Roshan is definitely gonna be your guy. I, I definitely yeah. holistically agree with that. The kid's special. The kid's yeah. definitely special. Yep, he gets it. He definitely does. He definitely does. So. All right. So, uh, like I said, here's our social media links. Um, if you on the screen, if you have not uh, followed us already, please do. Um, yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter, I'm Lockdown Defense. Instagram, I'm Lockdown Defense Sports. The YouTube page is Lockdown Defense Podcast. And uh, the real, Alex is Real real Givens on Instagram and Twitter. So we'll check him out there. Some follows. Come on. Yes. <laughs> so send us a DM. You know, reach out to us. You know, add us in, in, on, you know, in any facet. And we'll try to get back to you in short order and get you those answers that you need so you can get these dubs. And uh, we'll get you to that bag. All right. In the meantime, so, pray. Indeed. So until next week, until next week, we're going to break down week six, getting into week seven, because week seven, I'll let you know right now, and that's kind of a, uh, something I want to underscore before we leave, is that, that week seven is a heavy bye week. Heavy mm-hmm. bye week. So start to try to uh, start to plan for that now, and we'll we'll address that um, in detail next week on the show. So uh, like, comment, subscribe if you have not done so already, and uh, next week we'll be back with another show, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time, right here on the podcast channel. But in the meantime, in between time, I'm Coach Defense. That's Alice Givens. Until next week, we'll see you when we see you. Step up and lock it down. <laughs>